I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Let's go and get on to Brizzy Broncos defeat the Manly Seagulls 38 32 to 6. I've got to say, now people are going to think this is my favourite win of the season because it's against Manly, the Hello Sport <laughs> Boys. That's absolutely not the reason why. This is the closest thing to an 80 minute performance that I've seen the Broncos put on. And even when things weren't really gelling for them in our second half, I loved their defense. I loved the fact they stayed in the game. They didn't allow Manly back into it. They controlled the whole game. It was just a, a, a total controlled game where they controlled the pace of the game. They controlled the aggressive nature of the game. They controlled everything, field position. This, to me, was their probably their most complete performance of the year. I absolutely loved it. What do you reckon, Guru? Yeah, I thought Brisbane were very impressive. I thought Manly were the complete opposite, to be honest. I was very disappointed with Manly's performance, but Brisbane were fantastic, mate. My, I've been lucky enough to watch Selwyn Cobo play twice so far. The first time was Origin, where he kicked back inside for Gagai, and I just I saw that and went... And, you know, I, I'll be honest, I've always looked at him and gone, God, he's got so many errors in his game. This yeah. is so frustrating. But in on that Origin night, when I saw him put that kick in, I thought, OK, I see it now. I see why these guys know that this kid's so special. I don't know if it was the anger we were sitting on the other night. Where we were sitting. When he hit that intercept up, glided across to catch it before it went out and then <coughs> take it all the way, he is just a freak. An yeah. absolute freak. And I, as I said, I've only been able to watch him twice. And on both nights he's done things that I've thought no one else could have done that. Mm. It's just freakish. And it's, again, it's one of those things where, look, when he makes six errors, you go, bruh, it's just too much. But what I do love about Selwyn is that he still gets through the tough stuff. He doesn't go out and sulk and go, oh, well, I didn't get... Because, like, right now, even though on the weekend he was a superstar and, you know, we all loved watching it, but there's a lot of young kids that after Reese Walsh gets signed, he starts sulking and asking for a release and wants to bounce. There is a lot of young kids that, are, that, that would have half of Selwyn's talent that would go out on the wing, sulk, kick stones, nah, I'm supposed to be fullback, I'm the next big thing in the NRL... And he hasn't done that, in my opinion. Like, yeah, he's, like, I think that there's been games where he's a little bit quiet, but he's never shirked his duty. Like, there's never a game that I watch someone and go, oh, he's not taking the tough carries. He just doesn't want a bar of it. Um, you know, there, there are games where he's lacked concentration, made a bad read in defense, for sure. But as I said, 
I just love the fact that he just keeps taking the tough carries. And as long as he keeps himself engaged in the game, he's going to have moments like this. Yeah, and you got to own it. It was only 18 months ago he was man of the match in the Queensland Cup Grand Final at fullback. Killed yeah. it. And everyone was saying, he's the next Broncos fullback. Yeah. Yep. Now no one's saying that really, so because Reese Walsh is doing so well. And you're right, mate. You haven't heard any complaints, anything. It hasn't shown in his game at all. I've, yeah, I've been really impressed with him this year. Yeah. yeah I, I just, as I said, we guess it still has brain explosion, still lacks concentration, but his attitude towards ripping in is there, and that's all I care about. It's honestly yeah. all I care about. Speaking of, uh, you mentioned sitting there, like seeing the brilliance of Cobo live. We had the coolest view at Sun. I mean, every view at Sun Court, to be fair, is good. But we were end on, and you just see the game unfold so well. Like everyone always says, you know, on halfway, midway back, best mm. position in the ground, you're sort of close enough to everything. Just being end on, it's like, particularly as like a, someone who likes to look at the game strategically, how it unfolds, you see everything. It's a game of chess. Yeah, yeah. it's a game of chess. Reese Walsh, I think it's probably the first time I've seen him play live. Quick, eh? Yeah, and... Just like they, they'd have man on man, like it might be a four and four or five and five, whatever. Every time it went out to the back, effortlessly, he'd create a number yeah. just with his speed. And like we knew it, <clears throat> but to see it unfold from directly behind it in a red hot Brisbane side, I was like, it's you know what it's like? It's like the experience that I had when I was playing reserve grade for Broncos for Clydesdales. Went up to Dairy Farmers and it was the first time I'd ever seen and we were warming up or even just standing, maybe warming up, I'm not sure, behind the goalpost and I saw Matty Bowen live. Yeah. And just seeing the way they move across the field. Like, you, if you can, I know rugby league is such a good game to watch on TV because you get a closer angle of the contact. But if you can get out to see one of these superstars in action, you'll get a real appreciation for how incredible these guys are. The thing that stood out for me with Reese Walsh watching his live was, as you said, you know, they'd be lined up on one side, they'd be manned up, he'd be on the other side, and then he'd swing around. Even the pace that he just covers ground just to get himself into position. So like, when, he, when, when he does that arc, he just gets quicker and quicker. He just gets quicker and quicker, and it'll, it gives you your entire defensive line a split second to go, mm. fuck, he's here and he's flying. Yeah. We've all got to react now. Yeah. 13 tackle breaks. <laughs> he's, he's tiny. I mean, he's not tiny. Like, he's probably just a little bit shorter than me. But, like, like physically, he's not the biggest guy. Speed's power. And he's just... And I love... Like, he's brave. He's yeah. gutsy. Yeah, okay. He's still attack, attack, attack. And he'll, you know, go for a big play. But... They're sitting on top of the table. It's very hard to complain. Well, like any young fullback, mate, he's learning. 100%. He'll, he'll make mistakes. He'll, he'll know. And I do actually think that game by game, he's actually getting a little bit closer to knowing when it's right and when it's wrong. Like, because it's hard for me to go, like, perfect example. Last week, I think, um, Staggs, he did it a few times and it was like, oh, they must be getting directives from up above. And I think they actually are getting directives from up above to just attack, attack, attack and trust their defence. But on the weekend, it's hard to be critical of Reese because he put that grubber through on like the second tackle mm. and it landed perfectly and we yeah. scored a try. So it's like, I mean, we're on top of the table. Yeah, okay, when we play some of the big teams, we, we may get punished for it, but it'll come. It'll yeah. come. And I think when I, someone, and I, I'm guilty of it all the time when I watch Reese. A number of times this year, I've sat there going, fuck, he's kick happy. No, he just loves know. to kick whenever. <laughs> but. If you're confident enough to do it and you back yourself in and you make it work, you might not get it right every single time, but you've also got to remember the defensive side is going, fuck, he could do it now. Yeah, he yeah. could do it whenever. It's a hard balance to find, but I think he's starting to get it more right than wrong, for yeah. sure. I, think, I do think as well, a key ingredient in all this is like, 
if the team has agreed that we'll allow Reese to be like this, then I think it's fine. Mm. Whereas it's when the team is saying, fuck me, Reese, like, stop yeah. doing that. That's when it becomes a problem. But if you've got leaders like Paddy that are sitting the forwards down and going, boys, we've got this absolute live wire behind us at the fullback. He's going to make some errors. Don't get into him because for every one he makes, he's going to give us two tries. If that's what's happening internally at the Broncos, then that's great. Then that's when you know everyone's on board on the same page. It's when you start getting forwards that are sitting there going, mate, I just worked my butt off and you just did that fucking kick for no reason. And it seems like the Broncos are all on board with this attack, attack, attack yeah. mentality. I am so excited to watch the next two weeks. I was played South Sydney a couple of weeks oh. ago. Got beat well and truly there. But there's the argument, no pain, Haas, no extra man. Beat Manly the other night. I thought Manly were atrocious mm. in that game. They go Melbourne into Penrith the next two. This weeks. shapes their whole season. Yeah, this shapes their whole season. Even, Even after that, you go to you go to New Zealand to play the Warriors, and you got the Sharks. Like the next four weeks are big. Yeah. New Zealand with a stack out, and yep. the Kiwis will be full strength. I'd imagine. Yep. And so, what I love about this performance is, like, I personally think it's their most well-rounded performance of this the season for eighty minutes. It's good to get that confidence heading into such huge clashes. Now, if we get beaten by a couple points by the Storm and by Penrith. I can live with that, mm. like because we're still a young side, you're on the up. Um, but I think it is season defining the next four weeks. And, and Reese Walsh, that exact man, he's a star. He could become a superstar. He's not quite there yet, but you're going into these two unbelievably difficult cook games on the road. I don't want you see. I don't want to see him be a flat track bully. Mm. And when the going's good, you're scoring three tries and setting up yep. four tries and whatnot. This is where the guns get tough. This is where your team needs you to stand up. I want to see him have two big weeks. Uh, you know what? i tell you what else is on the line right now. If he goes to these big games and goes quiet, I guarantee he doesn't get selected yep. for Queensland. Yep. Because they'll be watching like a hawk going, these are the games where we need to see. You don't have to kill it. You don't mm. have to score three tries or set three up. But as long as you're having 20 runs, ripping and a tearing, we know, then we know you can trust you in Origin Series. But you're right. The Not flat making track, errors, yeah. all that sort of stuff. But if he goes there and he just goes completely quiet, it's like, mate, well, you're gonna, how, how can you go in the Origin Arena? And, and um, He'll be watching it closely and so will Caelan Ponga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bloody oath. And like the, the whole, like, like, you use those words, flat track, downhill skiers, whatever it might be. Like, there's an argument there. Mm. From this season. So they've got to stand and deliver over the next two yeah, weeks. Well, yeah, when you look at their draw and, okay... Like they were, they were playing teams that were in the eight or currently in the eight. But when you actually have watched those games, you could say that the score flattered the Broncos <laughs> or this, that, you know, whatever. I just think that these next month of footy, especially these next two weeks, we don't have to win them. But if we just show we are on that standard, I just think it'll be such a confidence building mm. exercise. I also don't think it's about proving it to us. It's about proving it to themselves. Yeah, so they because I think everyone in the NRL agrees that they can be on that level. Yep. I think we all agree there. Yeah, it'll just be nice to see the Broncos play their only two games of 2023 outside of Queensland. Hey, listen, mate. See how they go. I'll have you know, there's a reason for that, and <laughs> there's some conflicting schedules in regards to World Cups, and we want to play on the road, mate. We don't like playing at Suncorp. We do it for the betterment of the NRL. <laughs> it is pretty fucking hectic, though. Like, meanwhile, the Warriors are getting three games in fucking eleven days. Like the Warriors. They like already have the long, essentially the longest travel outside of Townsville when they have to travel to maybe Melbourne. They already can spent two years out away from their country, and then they get pinged with three games in eleven days. What an app! Like, how did 
Think of the amount of people that went through the draw. How did not one person go, guys, this is outrageous. This is absolutely unfair on these boys and girls. That part of this is like is in the whole system of Warriors that are getting treated like this. Not only how did they not get to the end of the draw and look at it, just when they started the draw, how did they not say, hey, we should probably keep in mind these guys have sacrificed their lives for the last two years? Well, if you look at it, you go, I know they can't because obviously Queensland has three teams in it, but like they should have got the luck or benefit or whatever the Broncos have. That should be the Warriors right now. We should be talking about the Warriors barely... You know, traveling mm. as much. I know. I know it's a little bit different because obviously Queensland are, but I'm just saying that like they should have been. We should have basically had people blowing up about the Warriors getting a, a favorable draw. Yeah. I reckon anyway. Um, but yeah, so the Broncos, Paddy Carrigan, fucking amazing. Uh, their whole forward pack. They were just so committed. First half was about 91% completion rate. Second half dropped off a little bit, but as I said, I can't complain at all. I, and Jordan Ricky. You know, he's. You're not going to look at his stats and being blown away, but his kick pressure, that tackle he did on Tom Trevojevic, yeah. lifting him up, put him like that's not a. We're not talking about a Jaden Campbell or a Reese Walsh. He's picking up. He's picking up Tom Trevojevic and dragging him back in. That's the shit I want to see. And I, I think we're just starting to see Jordan Ricky round his game out. The, the big stats will come. They'll come when you get the combinations all built, everything going well. They'll come. But I, I've liked Ricky's year. I really have. I think he's been great. It's going to be um, scary footballer when he's a complete footballer. Yeah, when he's he, when he sorts it out. Oh, yeah. mate. And I just think that I love, I've just loved his attitude, um, you know, this year. This year. And, and it's all the little things that you're not going to see on highlight reels. Mm. You're not going to see, you know, him scoring three or four tries and cross-field bombs, whatever. And look, yeah, he's still got that little lair up here and there where he gets up and yells after a try, even though he's, he actually stopped that. Um I've liked his attitude. Outside of the one or two little things where you're like, just just stay focused, stay in the game. Um, and I think it is always the reality of it that because he's so talented, those little things frustrate you more than what they would with players that don't have his talent. Ricky should be one of the best back rows in the comp. Yep. He's still so young. He's, what, 22? I think he's 22 or so. So he's still yeah, younger than anything. But as I said, overall, I've liked Ricky's season. I really have. I think he's answered his critics the best way possible. And that's just ripping in. Uh, sorry? He's 23. So he's still relatively young for a back row. Um, and I thought his kick pressure on the weekend was... His kick pressure and kick chases have been outstanding this year. Uh, anyone, anything else from the Broncos, boys? No, good win by. All good. Yep. On to Manly. <coughs> um, really disappointing. Really, really disappointing. To be honest, out of the whole team... Paseca came on at the end and was quite um, strong, but really the only player that I, th- I thought caused Broncos any kind of trouble whatsoever was Olakowatu. I think that outside of that, for a club that at the start of the year looks like the dark horse of the comp, almost the darling of like, oh, wow, here we go. Super disappointing, error after error after error. Um, you know, I... Uh, 65% completion rate. You're never going to put yourself in a position to win a game against a club like the Broncos, especially when they completed 91% in the first half. Like, you know, basically, if Broncos had it completed the same as they did in the first half, the score's probably bloody 50 to 6. Yeah. It's only because the, the Broncos end up completing at 79%, so they clearly second half was mm. dropped quite a few balls. Um, you know, I, I've got to be critical, but I just thought Alloy had a really poor game. And unfortunately, 
he must be struggling with an injury because after the poor error he made a few weeks ago where he came out, and I've had so much respect for him where he came out, he goes, I take full responsibility for that decision and what happened at the end of that game. And, and I still have heaps of respect for Josh Alloway, and I still think he's a, a quality, quality footy player. Um, but I thought on the weekend he just – he must have a wrist injury or something because it's just uncharacteristic of, of, of Josh to, to, yeah, have that many errors. What do you reckon, boys? Yeah, I agree with what you said, mate, about Olaquato. Outside of him, there just doesn't seem to be anything doing with their attack. I mean, I, I, I thought Kohler looks strong as well, but outside of those two, there's just nothing doing. I, I thought it was pretty evident that Turbo is so far from fully fit. It's crazy. I, I, Do you reckon he plays Origin? Well, what <laughs> I'm not getting is, like, why is it, why not just cop the first few weeks of him not playing to get him right? Yeah, that's... It just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not... Is he overriding them? And if he is, then you're not doing your job. Especially like... And you know, this is obviously just us assuming, just to eye test, he doesn't look right to me. And I feel like in the past, I've watched Manly do this before, where they go, no, nah, we'll still put him out there. And it costs them seasons. I mean, like, I just... I don't understand how they can keep putting him out there. And yet, if he is, you know, overriding them, whatever, club's got to be bigger. Club's got to make calls for the best of the <coughs> club. And I just... I don't think it's worthwhile having him out there at the moment. Well, especially when you'd have to say every week he's not playing is a week his body is getting closer to being 100%. Whereas it feels like every week he plays, it's almost like this heart one foot in, one foot out. Like, how can his body be fully repairing when he's out playing every week? It feels like he's doing them a favour by playing and being out there. And it's just, I just, if he goes down, the, the house of cards falls apart. But what's surprising to me is, is like, he, they've got Ko Weeks, they've got Garrick, they they won matches without him. They they've got to find a way to, like, they can't just sit there and go, oh well, we have to have Tom Drawovich in or our season's over. They've got to get him at hundred percent. Can't be the mentality. It can't be the mentality. But it seems like that's the internal mentality of like, we play Tom Drawovich. If he can run, he's on the field. I, I just. And of, of course Tom Trevojevic wants to play. Like, of course he does. But as I said, like, as a coaching staff, you've got to make some tough calls sometimes and say, mate, until you're 100%, not even 100%, like 90%. Like, when Selwyn made that break, mm. but, you know, a couple of years ago, Tom might not have caught him. Yep. But I tell you, like, he looks super strained chasing Selwyn then. Super strained. And that's the whole attitude. Like, if, he, if their attitude is that he has to be there for them to win... If anything, the last two weeks, because he's not going 100%, I think it's held, it's held Manly back to some extent. Well, it's, it's just... It, they're just in a weird mental spot. It's just a it's, weird mental place to be in. Like, I don't know. Just for context, so last year when he got injured, the next six games, they won four from six without him. Yeah. And then they lost, and then the whole jersey shit happened. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is, like, is the direction from this, you know, guru... Not, not the Gurino. Yeah. <laughs> only one of us, thank you. This hammy guru or whatever is a directive of like, change your running mechanic. And so you, you actually, he actually could stride out, but he's intentionally changing his running mechanic to try to get it to be that way. And in six weeks, we're going to see him hitting full flight with the new running mechanic. Is that what's happening? I, I like that. That's been my theory the whole time because 
the Stefano one the other week was the big one. There's been a few examples. There's earlier in the season when he got into clear space and just pulled himself up and just was like, I'm not taking off. There was Stefano the other day when he chased him down and people saying he's clearly not right. I go down that, your avenue camp, you have the directive being, mate, we need you out here. Don't stride out to 100%. Mm. I don't think it's – people saying, oh, he's fearful and he doesn't have the confidence. No, to do it. that's no, not Tommy. No, but that's what everyone's been saying. I'm like, no, I don't think it's that. I think it's clearly had this directive to build it up, build it up, build it up. Do not push it. Do not get it into a 100% sprint. Get your body up to where it needs to be. And then when it gets to the business end of the season, if you're in and around the eight manly, that's when Tommy goes 100%. Yeah, it has to be. But then, then I, I go, okay, well, surely there's other ways for him to get used to that gate. Yeah. You know, like surely they can simulate games each weekend for him. They'd be able to simulate a game. I know, I know when you're out there, it's different, the contact, mm. but surely they could create a more, like, they'd be having to pour so much resources into him. Like, get the resis there on a Friday or whatever and simulate a game for him to get, I'm not sure. I don't know. There's something, clearly there is way more going on than we have access to, but do you pick him, Origin? I wish his name wasn't Tom Trebojevic. Um I want to say yes just because of what he's done and what we know he's capable of, but watching him the other night live was a big eye-opener for me. Mm. Like, he is so far from sweet. I, and especially because you've got guys like Campbell Graham and there's other guys that are going so well. I'm, I'm not sure if I would right mm. now. I've, I said this um, on the SEN Radio Pot show on Saturday morning, I think it was. There's a difference between, like, some people go, oh, what happened to loyalty and what they've done for the shirt jersey? And, like, you know, you may bring in, like, a Nate Miles, for example, played, you know, not that great a club, would come into Origin, kill it. But there's a difference between being at 100%, ripping and tearing, and just making some errors and form just not being in your favour, and being at 70% and just unable to fully go all the way. Yeah. And would he, would he be even be able to keep up with the pace of the game in Origin? I mean, look, we're talking about Tom Dubojevic. If his name, as you said, if his name was literally anyone else, like I would go as far to say as like the only other person that you'd give this much leeway to would probably be Teddy. Anyone else, Teddy and Cleary, maybe. Anyone else you'd say, no, until he's 100%, we don't get him in. What I'm do you like, reckon? To answer that question, I wanted to say to you, I'd leave it up to Tommy, but I wonder if it's being left up to Tommy right now. Mm. And I'm not sure if he's making the right call. Mm. Tell me what you reckon. My gut feel, I mean, I want to... <clears throat> a little bit reserved with judgment because there's still a month to origin. So I don't want to say now, no, I wouldn't pick him. Well, as it stands, I probably wouldn't pick him. But in a month's time, he could start striding out and look better. Well, if he does, I think we all agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My gut feel just says that he has a conversation with Freddie at some point and says, manly need me. I can't get hurt again. I'm not at 100%. There are blokes like Campbell Graham knocking the door down. We're not short of options if I don't play. I just feel like that's a conversation that's going to be had. Mm. And when I'm ready, I'll let you know. When I'm ready, I'll let you know. And Freddie will go, mate, as soon as you're ready, you will. And you're sort of saying around, like, Manly, is he forcing the hand he wants to play? It's Tom Trebojevic. I think he's, like, the ultimate club man. And he'd be – I think he'll do the same at Origin level. He'll go, I'm just not quite there. Yeah. And I can see this conversation being had. As we know, there's a month to go. Yeah. So if the week before he comes out and kills it – Sweet, in there, slot him in. All I need from Tommy is one good game. Yeah. And but I'll put him in. That's the other thing, though. Like. The first, first game's in 23 days. We keep saying a month. It's in 23 days. I have to pick the team 10 days before. Team, team is picked two days from two weeks from today. Yeah. Well, as I, I, I still stand by. I just need one full flight skits, Tommy. Even if he doesn't kill it, like 
even if he doesn't score three tries or sets two up, just him ripping and tearing, I'd pick him then. I hope, I hope the plan has been, and it, it wouldn't be, because I think the club would always club would always be the focus, especially with Tommy at Manly, but build into it, build into it, build into it. Week before Origin, whack, 100%, Tommy, 100% Tommy Turbo. Maybe. So what will be very interesting, that'll get named on the, on the Sunday night we name ours, don't we, Matty? Oh, it is Sunday now, yeah. It Sunday is, yeah. So night. Almost he two plays weeks. the Raiders Sunday 4pm. He's the last game of the week, so that'll be his last opportunity. <sighs> Can you imagine if he comes out and scores three tries to oh, set three up? Good God. He did do it. <laughs> he did do it in 19. He was injured for the whole, I think he did his hammy against Rabbits, came back for two weeks, I had, think a, had an average is, game week one and then killed it. Yeah, I think this is a little bit different though because we're seeing evidence of him being at like 70 to 80% for quite a while in regards to, whereas back then it was just like, <coughs> you know, oh, he, he'll come back and rip and tear. Like he's just got to get his hammy sweet. Whereas now we just don't know whether he's being told to hold back. Uh, yeah, there's so much stuff we don't know. As I said, all I need from him is one game ripping and tearing, and I would select him. Um, but at, at the moment, it's, it's just tough because I just don't know where he's at. I just yeah. don't know where he's at. I've got uh, a few numbers for you, which you'll, uh, you might like. So I felt like last year on the potty, quite often we speak about Manly, we were talking about DCE and his defence and sort of going, oh, we had question marks around that edge. Mm. So I found them late last week and I just found it very fascinating. So last season, the right edge, DC defending on, conceded 50% of the tries. This year, the same edge is at 19%. Because I was yeah. like, I'm going to speak about DCE, like edge going a lot better, yeah. so significantly better. Tells me a couple of things. Firstly, that, you know, the, the other edge half of chopping and changing three times all season, which is getting decimated, 55% of the tries coming down wow. Manly's left edge. <clears throat> but it also says to me, Kieran Foran defensively. Mm. How, like, good he was for that side. And we know how good yeah. he is defensively, but, like, those numbers back it up. The Titans this year, 24% of their tries have come down the left edge compared to 42% of the other edge. Wow. So, like, just the Foz factor. The Foz factor. Yeah. Jeez, they'd be stinging upstairs, wouldn't they? <laughs> Uh, but look, I don't think anyone begrudged them that decision. I think everyone understood where they were coming yep. from in regards to, um, you know, trying to get Schuster uh, for long-term superstar. Um. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <sighs> Look, I, I still think they can make the eight because they've got a guy like Tommy. They've got a guy like DCE. But it was uh, a really disappointing Performance, in my opinion, for, for the Manly Seagulls. Anything else, boys? No. All good, mate. Ironically, Aaron Woods came on. 12 runs, 105 metres. <laughs> he was one of their best forwards, literally. Isn't that funny with me? I understand it's just the reality of the ladder, but to me it feels like yesterday they were coming second. They're now 10th. I, I know. They've just fallen off a cliff. Really fallen off. And they, outside of that, you know, dog fight with Melbourne, they haven't really fired a shot since. <laughs> 